Welcome to the Functional Medicine and Natural Healing Podcast, where we share the secrets to upgrade your digestion, improve your hormones, restore your immune system, and detoxify your body. I'm your host, Dr. Houston Anderson. Now let's get started. The following discussion is for educational purposes only. It is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease or disease process. Always discuss any medical treatments or medical interventions with your personal physician. All right, guys, welcome back to part two of my migraine series. Just going to be two episodes, I believe, for now, and then we can answer some more questions if you go and find me on Instagram. So um, today we're going to talk about the supplements that I might use in a typical migraine patient. Obviously, with every migraine, there can be variability, there can be changes, you can be unique. Of course, that happens, um, and we all have our own unique stories. Um, but before we even get into those supplements, I want to remind you, go back to the last episode and try and listen to kind of those root causes because um, it's easy. And, and fun to go and buy a new supplement that's going to cure everything. Uh, but it's more important to know what you're addressing and why you're addressing it because that way you can understand what supplement you're taking and how it addresses that. So you can Google any herb or supplement and you'll find, oh, that helps with migraines. But the question is why? Um, and if you're taking the same product for the same mechanism over and over, you may not ever get a result and you think you've tried 100 things um, and you've really only tried one thing. And that's really, really common when it comes to patients coming in the office is that they, they think they've tried everything but they've tried everything related to one kind of way that the body works. Um, so for example, if you were trying to lose weight, maybe you've tried every way of working out to lose weight, but you've never tried diet or vice versa. You've tried every way to diet, but you've never tried actually working out a new way. Um, so there's those kind of things and, and you may feel like you've tried so hard, but you haven't really hit the story or the nail on the head. Um, so just go back and make sure that you understand some of these root causes. So just as a quick reminder, like the main root cause I covered in the last episode, immune related problems, which are mostly food sensitivities and food allergens, blood flow related problems, which we'll cover a little bit today, and then nervous system stimulation. So anything that stimulates the nervous system um, are the things, are the categories that we're going to be looking at. All right, let's go with the simple challenge, probably the cheapest one you can do at home. Um, so essentially, we call this the brown bag challenge. What you can do is take a little lunch bag, a brown bag, or any... Uh, paper bag that you happen to have at your house. And what you do is you start rebreathing into it. So essentially you cover your mouth and your nose and you breathe into it. We usually say eight to 10, maybe 12 or 14 breaths inside that bag. And what you're doing is you're trying to rebreathe the air that you breathed out, um, which is going to increase something called CO2. Um, that CO2, if it makes you feel better, indicates a problem with what's called the Krebs cycle, or we could call it mitochondrial dysfunction. Okay. So what you would do is as you feel a migraine coming on, or you see kind of the, some of the things that are going off, you're like, Oh no, I might have one. Even before you go run for your drugs, um, to save your life, you can rebreathe in this bag really quickly, um, and see if that decreases the intensity. Now this would go for any symptom that you have with any other condition too, but we're just talking about migraines today. So if you notice that you have increased brain clarity or that, the, the headache, you know, the prodrome, the migraine starts to go away, um, or you feel an increased energy or brain clarity with that energy. I, I'm going to say mostly it's going to be kind of head related, but if you feel better, then you know that it's a, a deficiency of energy actually getting into the cells. Um, and without going into too much of the science of that Krebs cycle or the mitochondrial health, it indicates some missing B vitamins essentially, but the B vitamins are not the one that most people take. Um, it's that this indicates kind of B1s, B2s, B4s, B5s, which is panathenic acid, maybe some ALA or lipoic acid and CoQ10. 
Um, so in the easy cases, we add some of those B vitamins. Um, but what I do in the office, it's a little bit different than what you might see online or in a lot of other doctors' offices is I, I rarely ever use a B complex. Those don't seem to work with patients. So that's a quick little clinical tip there. Um, if you're taking a B complex and looking for an actual result, it's unlikely to happen. I'm not going to go into why that is today, but long story short, um, I much prefer if you, um, actually have a migraine problem and you notice that this tests the breathing into a bag works, then maybe you take some B1 for a while. Okay, if that doesn't work, you take some B2. You can try some B5. Obviously, in our office, we're going to use frequency testing or muscle testing in order to determine um, what the best nutrient is for you and what B vitamin is going to help you the most, which is you know obviously the benefit of working with a practitioner. But at home, if you're just going to do that rebreathe test, um, you're looking at the specifically the B vitamins that have to do with that Krebs cycle or citric acid cycle. Um, big words, long story short, breathe into a bag if you don't feel so awesome, then you might have a B vitamin deficiency. Um, okay, so here's another one you can do at home. So as you kind of feel any migraine or headache coming on, you can try the challenge. It's called a tablespoon per hour. Um, and it's a tablespoon per hour of high dose omega-3s and sometimes uh, omega-3s, both DHA and EPA fatty acids. Um, so I wouldn't really do over five tablespoons and it can definitely cause loose stools or diarrhea. So I wouldn't do it at work or as, as my first trial on this. Um, but it's definitely worth a try on a day off or a weekend, um, when you can afford to have, you know, a couple extra bowel movements or be stuck on the toilet for a little bit of time. I know it sounds scary, but once again, we're choosing diarrhea or migraines and, and, you know, that's your choice to make there. Um, but oftentimes you'll find that in two or three doses, it starts to kick in. So what we do is you take a tablespoon of this high-dose omega, um, omega-3s omega and, and you'll do it every hour. So essentially, you'll take one on the first hour, take one on the second hour, take one on the third hour, and see what happens. Um, if you get up to five and you aren't having a result, then I would say, okay, that's not the secret there. Um, but, but what we're looking at here is that those high-dose anti-inflammatory fish oils can actually change the balance of the fatty acids or inflammation in your body. Okay, so if this test works for you, um, you're looking at probably you're consuming too many omega-6s, maybe eating seed oils regularly or semi-regularly, or just the buildup over time, you don't have healthy cells, fat cells that surround uh, both your neurons and your actually your individual cells. This can happen just from eating too many processed and refined foods too. Um, so I like to use an omega liquid from Biotics Research, um, and I'll link it in the show notes. If this test actually works for you, so let's say you do two or three doses, and once again, fish oils aren't going to be bad for you. They're going to be healthy either way, whether you, whether you actually do well on this test or do poor on this test. It doesn't really help you. That's okay. The fish oils in your system aren't going to be um, negative. They won't have any negative side effects to you other than maybe some looser stools. But if this helps you, I'd recommend actually doing five grams of liquid omegas a day for 60 days. So that's a really high dose. A lot of people don't know that. Most of the research on fish oil, uh, when you actually talk about having a clinical benefit, actually seeing a change in symptoms in a reasonable period of time, you know, like two, three weeks, you're looking at doing something like five grams a day. Whereas most fish oil pills, especially the ones that you buy at the store, um, they're going to have, you know, two, three, four... Um, Two, three, four hundred milligrams of EPA and two, three, four hundred milligrams of DHA. And so those low doses equal usually about a gram. Um, so if you're going to go buy the low dose ones, 
then you're going to end up taking five servings essentially every day in order to get that clinical benefit for 60 days. Yeah, it's a little bit expensive, um, but the reason why you know it's good for you is because you did the challenge, right? So you you know that that's going to be a, a story there. Um, and and honestly, like if you're looking for a benefit with omegas, you can do high dose fish oil, high dose cod liver oil, but it really does have to be at about five grams a day to see um, kind of that dramatic shift. Rather than yeah, if you took if you took like one gram a day of omega threes for like two years, maybe it would end up working, but it just doesn't work fast enough and it doesn't shift the balance. It doesn't get you back to homeostasis or balance fast enough that you see much of a result. Maybe a lot of you guys are already taking fish oil, but you don't think it specifically cures any ailment. And oftentimes that's dosage um, and then then the frequency, right? So just that that total quantity that you're getting into your to your body um, at a regular interval. So um, this is actually very similar to another challenge I always talk about, which is called the ibuprofen challenge. Um, the ibuprofen challenge is simple. If you take Tylenol, ibuprofen, Excedrin, um, any of those things for your headache or migraine, and it actually helps you, then you can rest assured that um, your fatty acids need to be balanced and you'd benefit from fish oil supplementation at that high dose. Uh, because essentially all that those do is balance out your omega-3s and 6s and you kind of have this. Now, of course, there's some other things that they do and especially if you're taking the Excedrin, um, it has some caffeine in there that may be benefiting you with blood flow and things like that. Um, but if you're looking at just a straight like Tylenol or acetaminophen or you're looking at a straight ibuprofen, um, kind of kind of inset that if those are helping you then you can be pretty confident that your oil balances in your body are, are incorrect okay um, let's talk about a few vitamins really quick coq10 has some really good research for it as well as b2 has some really good research for it for decreasing the severity of the migraines and the frequency but what you find is that they don't actually make them disappear but they do help about 50 percent so i mean if you wouldn't mind your migraines being 50 percent better um, this may be a possibility for you it's kind of a different family of of they really fall back to the original brown bag challenge, but even if you fail the brown bag challenge, meaning it doesn't seem to help your migraine go away, um, this, these are still things that you can add. Um, they just probably aren't like the number one root cause, but you can still get 50% improvement in three months um, by using these products regardless of whether it's like your root cause or not. So you see some benefit there even in, in people where n no root cause determination was actually done. Um, but it's just kind of the general population giving these things and kind of hoping and praying that something will work. And it turns out that they do a little bit. Okay. So the big thing about CoQ10 and B2 specifically is that they address like your blood flow. Um, so when you're addressing that blood flow, you'll find that, that, or the, I guess it's more like the visceral inflammation of, um, your arteries and your veins that go through the brain. So it can kind of keep them pretty calm, um, which is one of the reasons why you see changes in that blood flow. So anyway. often I use a product from Biotics Research called Migran-X. So M-I-G-R-A-N-X. This um, has the B2 in it and the CoQ10 in it as well um, as a few other herbs. So in it, it has some butter burr and some fever few. Um, I've seen both of those work in patients and both of those fail in patients. So I, I don't really like them because they really are kind of like anti-inflammatories. And, and while they do kind of support the cellular health with regards to migraine, I don't find that they're like the secret. Now, I have had a few patients that butterbur cured everything. Um, 
But once again, those take two to three months to really kick in. So it's hard to see that that benefit where we're hoping that in two to three months, someone's migraines are already better anyway, um, to a large degree. But let's say that you just have like some breakthrough migraines, like once every quarter or something like that. That might be something that you could add in, but usually you have to be on those on maintenance. So if I'm doing a maintenance products, like I said, I use that migraine X, uh, which I'll link in the show notes, um, where it has those high doses of B2 and the CoQ10, as well as those herbs kind of kind of put in there. Now I will say that there is a caveat with doing high dose B2. So like I said, the research on the B2 is pretty, pretty stellar. You're going to find that it helps a lot of people and B2 deficiency is actually really, really common. But the main reason why we see B2 deficiency in patients is simply because your gut, especially the bad gut guys, or when you have overgrowth, it doesn't even have to be bad. Once again, you'll hear me say that that good gut microorganisms or adding probiotics can often, often cause this deficiency in people. So if you've been on probiotics for 10 years, you may have a B2 deficiency caused by your probiotic. Um, now, no one talks about this stuff because it's controversial and now everyone's scared to take a probiotic and you sell them in your office. It's, it's really a controversial subject. But here's what I'd say. That B2 deficiency, um, you can take B2 anytime you address your gut. So usually what you do... Like I said, go listen to one of my other podcasts on gut health. You address your gut health. You take some Chinese cactus, some olive leaf, some woad, something like that. You address a lot of that, which kills a lot of the excess gut bacteria. Then with that, you know, you can take your B2 without having to worry about side effects um, and get all the benefits. It'll also make the B2 work faster. Um, so that's an important one there. In the previous uh, podcast on migraines, we talked about estrogen dominance affecting the liver. Um, the re- main reason I see that this is a problem with migraines is a little bit different than you think. It's not just an estrogen dominance story. Yeah, that causes lots of fun problems. But what estrogen does is it sensitizes serotonin receptors on the cells. So if you have high estrogen, then your body's going to hyperreact to serotonin changes. So serotonin is responsible for vasodilation and vasoconstriction um, of, of the vessels in the brain, or essentially you're talking about blood flow once again. So when I talked about blood flow is an important one, that estrogen is correlated directly with that as well as with inflammation, but it's more correlated with actually that, that hypersensitivity to serotonin changes. So when estrogen is high, the smallest changes in serotonin can create a migraine. Um, and, and let's just talk about that serotonin really quick. So, so serotonin is going to be high or low throughout different activities every day. Once again, now, now you're trying to figure out why you have a migraine, um, but your serotonin is going to drop and increase um, either, like I said, increase or decrease depending on the activity of the day. So you may have a lot of stress. It may decrease your serotonin and set off a migraine, or you may have a week off due to the holidays or you get you know some time off and that will actually increase your serotonin a lot and change that blood vessel constriction or vasodilation also when you're having time off. So you find that people are like, well, it doesn't matter if I work or don't work, if I have stress or don't have stress. And the reason why is because our serotonin levels change a lot. But it's it's anytime you have estrogen dominance or high estrogen, you're going to find that the changes in serotonin affect your brain cells and your migraine a lot more than if you didn't. So once you get that estrogen out, then you're going to find that the changes in serotonin don't affect you as much. Now, of course, a dramatic change in serotonin and a little bit of estrogen dominance might be a good example of why someone might have migraines infrequently. Um, so, but, but, you know, if you have a lot of stress in your life or a lot of changes in serotonin, that happiness and that satisfaction chemical, um, 
then then you may you may be extra sensitive to estrogen with regards to migraines. Okay, so how do you know if you have high estrogen? I've covered this in other episodes, but long story short, if you have any PMS symptoms, if you have ovulation pain, um, if you have any ovulation symptoms, really, um, if you have irregular cycles, heavy bleeding, those indicate excess estrogen. Um, so you'll find that low serotonin or and or or low but healthy estrogen levels make you dis- depressed, but high serotonin makes you hyper excitable as well as high estrogen. So you can actually people are kind of back and forth. They're like, well, I need estrogen because of my age or my gender or my lab test showed low estrogen. Um, but you're, you you have to kind of choose your choose your battle here. So first, you're going to choose to get rid of your excess bad estrogen, which is really common in today's society. Um, but after that, then you can kind of address where, you know, okay, am I really depressed? Do I really have a low-grade kind of uh, dysthymic presentation? Essentially, what you're looking for here is just getting you out of the migraine state so you can really reassess where in the world is your brain as far as inflammation right now anyway. Okay. A good note here is that 5-HTP, um, which a lot of people take for mild depression, may be good for postmenopausal women because they have lower estrogen levels in general, but not so good for younger females, right? So um, maybe you, you know, have some um, mood changes or mood disorders that make you tend to be more depressed than someone else um, when you're 25 years old. And so you read that 5-HTP might be a great one to increase your serotonin. And while it may, um, it may actually cause these migraines. And so if you're someone who takes a lot of supplements, you may have some 5-HTP slipped in there somewhere. Um, and, and you may find that any time that you eat um, eggs, which would be high in tryptophan, or take a supplement that has a little bit of 5-HTP, you actually end up getting migraines or you get yourself closer to having a migraine at all times and then any stimulus can set you off like a simple light. Um, okay. A second note here, just for fun, because obviously men listen to the podcast too, is that testosterone says it sensitizes the cells in the men's brain to serotonin. So if you're taking testosterone replacement therapy or even natural test boosters, um, you can actually end up with migraines in males. So you have to pay attention to what you're adding because once again, you think, oh, testosterone could only be good for males, but that's not true. Also notice that you know, men can't have estrogen dominance. It does back up the liver. It does cause other problems, but it's not as much about the serotonin estrogen in men as much as the testosterone estrogen, uh, testosterone serotonin in men. Okay. So obviously, as in all my other episodes, I talk about how for estrogen dominance, we use a ton of AMG artichoke extract um, in most cases, which kind of ends up making this kind of my number one go-to for migraines, as I mentioned in the previous podcast. But that goes for both males and females. Um, so you got to pay attention to that. Once again, I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to look at that product if you haven't. And once again, uh, my goal here is to give you some ideas that you haven't tried um, or that you may not be aware of. And today we're focusing on supplementation specifically. All right. The next thing to pay attention to is blood sugar changes. If you have hypoglycemia or you get hangry, right? You get angry when you get hungry. If you don't eat, you likely have unstable blood sugar. Okay. So these blood sugar changes spike neurotransmitters, which create a rapid change in nerve stimulation, which results in a migraine. And those with diabetes, obviously your blood sugar issues are going to be very sensitive to changes. You know, a little bit of carbs could cause a huge dramatic change. Um, So you have to pay close attention to those. Um, while a few cases of hypoglycemia can be hard, it's really about avoiding processed and refined foods. 
especially those added sugars, and getting adequate protein. So in my practice, I require that women get 60 grams of protein each day and that men get 75 grams of protein each day. So if you don't know how much protein you're eating, then you probably aren't hitting that number because it does require an effort. Um, Unless you're eating something like a carnivore diet, then you probably are hitting that number. But if you're not adding protein to probably two full meals, whether it's eggs for breakfast, which once again could be a problem for serotonin, or um, you're adding a whole chicken breast for lunch and a whole chicken breast for dinner, or whatever your version of protein is, you probably aren't hitting that. If you're vegan or vegetarian, you'll never hit that number without supplementation. Um, So it's important to know that. Um, I prefer... Um, A supplement from a company called Body Health, which once again, I'll link down below. Um, I prefer that supplement over protein shakes um, as the quality of protein shakes are really hard to determine and you have to have optimal digestion to break these down. So the Body Health um, supplement, it's actually 10 tablets a day I recommend. You take five in the morning, five in the afternoon, you take them between meals and it'll stabilize that blood sugar to a large degree throughout most of the day. Now, obviously you still have to try to eat healthy, um, but it takes care of that protein requirement that a lot of people are missing that is required to stabilize blood sugar. The other problem with protein shakes oftentimes the the protein shakes they like to claim to be hydrolyzed proteins or like broken down completely for you but whether they're carnivore proteins or whey protein shakes um, they can actually act as glutamate excitotoxins which are triggers for migraines right so it can actually act as kind of that msg story and that would be something that would once again set you off all right we can't talk about migraines without talking about magnesium a lot of people swear by magnesium for their migraines um, but it can actually act both ways in general i would say that in magnesium supplementation for migraines i find that most people um, find a pretty good benefit um, to, um, but it's usually the people that are more like mostly headaches and tension headaches, severe headaches, things like that, and then the occasional migraine, they'll find a lot of the benefit there. Um, and then also um, for true, true, true migraine patients, it's really kind of hit and miss. Um, I like magnesium citrate as my form of magnesium. Yes, I know that everyone in the world thinks that magnesium glycinate is just for the brain and anxiety and stress and all these things, um, but I still find that magnesium citrate gives me a better clinical benefit as far as long-term health. The other reason I like it is because magnesium glycinate still falls in that glutamate pathway, so it actually can, once again, be a migraine trigger if you use that glycinate. Now, obviously, any magnesium can go and stimulate that, that cycle. Magnesium could bind with the glycine molecule inside your body and create that same problem, but I prefer to address migraines. What I, what I like to say is actually indirectly. If you're using brain supplements for migraines um, that only affect the brain, you're going to have a very aggressive response. It's either going to be a horrible migraine or complete relief. Most often it relates, really, uh, results in a horrible migraine. So I don't really like to address it that directly. What we do is we get the body healthy and then the migraines slowly but surely go away. Another way to add magnesium is just to do Epsom salt baths. I do like those. Um, that's a form of magnesium sulfate. The benefit of the magnesium sulfate, which I've always told patients I like, the sulfate specifically helps liver detox uh, more than any other form of magnesium. So in the liver, when we're talking about migraines, you're really talking about two major pathways. Honestly, 90 of all detoxification is going to happen between two pathways, which is sulfation and glucuronidation. The glucuronidation pathway um, is related to blood sugar. Um, and, and then, I mean, that's, that's pretty much taken care of with artichoke. The sulfur products are a little bit harder to get into the body. So I do like some MSM. Um, I like the magnesium sulfate because once again, you're absorbing it through the skin. So it's not as direct. Um, you have MSM products. Uh, and then I also like, uh, some of the broccoli products out there, right? Some, of the, some of the broccoli sprout products out there are, are doing pretty good. You'll find that people can be hypersensitive to those too. So just a, just a, n- a note right there. Now, um, 
kind of one of the myths that's perpetuated right now in functional medicine is that everyone needs magnesium. Um, this is 100% not true, but it's not, it's not that they don't need magnesium. It's that if we were to lab test everyone, for sure, we have the research that says most people are magnesium deficient. Um, but the question is, why does everyone need magnesium? Well, I mean, 20 years ago, and it wasn't a thing. But but I'll say, you know, everyone wants to blame it on soil quality and things like that. And I just don't find that that's really the truth. Um, really, it comes from cortisol issues. You'll find that if someone can manage their stress and their blood sugar, so cortisol is also going to be highly correlated with the blood sugar, that they're not going to need magnesium. Um, the other thing is you'll find that the epinephrine and norepinephrine stimulation, uh, aka also known as adrenaline, um, is what makes them deplete their magnesium. So this is your daily caffeine and coffee. So essentially you have poor sleep, you have excess uh, stress, which then makes you tired. You don't eat correct, which then makes your blood sugar off. And then to compensate for the fact that you didn't sleep because you have bad blood sugar, now you're stuck drinking caffeine or coffee in the morning, which is then depleting your magnesium. Now that would be too hard to tell most people. So let's be honest here. Most people are just going to take their magnesium supplement. But I will tell you that, that that magnesium supplement will never overpower those stressors in your lifestyle. So that's important, important there. Okay. So the other thing I want to kind of give you kind of the scenario because with all supplements with migraines, it's a little bit more complex than you actually think because migraines, people are sensitive, right? Where you have that over hyper excitable nerve that we talked about in the last episode. And so like magnesium, technically adding magnesium to a neuron itself, just to the brain will actually cause a migraine. Okay. So, but I mean, if you look at the actual, just sodium ions, potassium ions, what it actually does to, to the, to the nerve, it makes it fire. It creates pain essentially, um, in the brain from adding magnesium. Now I don't see that people come in and say, Hey, I'm taking magnesium and now I've got migraines. That's not, so it's not really a root cause there, but it is possible. On the flip side, magnesium also decreases CGRP. And that was in the Q and a from last episode. So the, the calcium is thought to actually create the pain from the migraines. And so it will decrease the calcium. Um, even though you have more firing neurons, you'll have less pain. So like I said, y- you can you can actually have a supplement that could help some people and hurt other people. Um, but in like traditional models, they can't have things like that. You can't have a drug that makes people's migraines worse in some cases and cures it in others. You need one that has a consistent mechanism. But in holistic medicine and functional medicine, when we're dr- addressing real patients, we're able to um, you know, have both scenarios and accept that two people can be different from each other. So what worked for your friend next door doesn't have to work for you. Um, and at the same time, it could work for you. So it's definitely worth trying out if you know someone that has a miracle cure for migraines and, and it worked for them. It could be local, right? So maybe people in Arizona where I'm at, maybe they won't respond to magnesium, but everyone in northern Alaska is magnesium deficient because of the cold and the stress. I have no idea how that's going to work, um, but every area can also have different triggers for their migraines, obviously seasonal allergies, things like that. The only thing I didn't cover here is gut health. Um, I will say that like we talked a little bit about that B2 and gut health, but by far, like if you look at the functional medicine doctors that teach migraines or talk about migraines, you're going to find that they do gut and food allergies and get great results. So let me just go back to that. They'll do gut and food allergies and get great results. What the one thing I think that they're usually missing is that estrogen dominance piece, which then desensitizes the serotonin and it leaves you in kind of like a better place. But I would say that those are your main things that you're looking at here. Um, so that's it for supplements for migraines today. Um, you probably need to listen to this episode again. I guess I was talking a little bit of fast. 
Um, but, but once again, uh, if you have more questions, like I'm going to do Q and A's on this on Instagram. So if you listen to this in the next week, you might find that post up there. Uh, so if you want to stay up to date with like the latest changes, go and follow me there. Um, and then once again, if you need to work with a practitioner, um, I don't do telephone consultations this moment. You can always check on my website and see if I'm doing them. Uh, but we're just a little bit behind locally. So I don't, I want to make sure that those people get taken care of. Uh, but Dr. Donahoe in my office, he is doing those telephone consultations. He knows all this information too. If you need to work with a practitioner, reach out to us, let us know. You can either get on my wait list um, for either phone or in person, or you can work with Dr. Donahoe. He's not booked out too far right now, but we expect him by May this year, just because he's new to Arizona. We expect by May this year, he's going to be completely slammed. He's going to be on a wait list too. This happens a lot. When you find good doctors, a lot of people end up coming to them. So um, go ahead and get on the wait list if you need to. Otherwise, go ahead and find me online and I'll keep presenting you guys some of this cool information in 2023 and we will see you in the next year.